You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Some Assembly Required by Agent Troy on AO3. Rating, Teen and Up. I don't think that part goes there, Mulder, Scully said. Mulder resisted the urge to respond to her unintended double entendre as he adjusted the relative positions of the two pieces of the bed frame. Don't tell me what to do, Scully. Scully swatted him playfully with the instruction manual. Need I remind you that you asked me to help you? You're not even following the instructions. Because they're useless, Scully. Look at them. It's all just pictures. He stabbed a finger against the page in frustration. How am I supposed to know what that squiggy thing next to the headboard is? She sighed with exasperated affection. Mulder, that's not the headboard. That's part of the base of the bed frame. Exactly. Useless. Come on, Scully. We can figure this out ourselves. Don't we make a good team? Scully smiled softly at him. Of course we do, Mulder. She looked down at the instruction manual again. Incidentally, that squiggy thing is a screw on which you are currently attempting to use the wrong size screwdriver in the wrong direction. Mulder scowled as he made one last futile attempt to twist the screw in with the too large screwdriver in the right direction this time, before finally giving up and going for a smaller one. He smiled crookedly up at her as he reached across the scattered mess of tools and parts that lay strewn between them. I guess I'm not much of a handyman, am I? Ah! He let out a sharp gasp of pain as he accidentally put most of his weight on the elbow of his right arm, which was still sore from the zombie attack a month or so prior. Scully hastily moved to stabilize him before he toppled over. Judging from what you did to Maggie Lapone's sink, I'd say your talents lie elsewhere, she replied, torn between amusement and concern as she tenderly ran her fingers over his elbow joint. You know, you shouldn't be putting too much stress on this arm, Mulder. You need to let it heal, not aggravate it. Mulder glanced sideways at her and waggled his eyebrows in amusement. Is that why you let her give me a wrench and wreak havoc on her kitchen? Scully smirked. I wanted to see what would happen. Besides, she was right. You are the strongest. Mulder chuckled, then his gaze softened. You're one of the strongest people I know, Scully. The abrupt change in the tone of the conversation made her blush before she recovered her composure enough to pick up the screwdriver Mulder had been attempting to reach. Here, let me do that. You get the next set of screws ready. Mulder nodded and did as she requested, meticulously lining up the screws and their corresponding size drivers in neat little rows, as he'd done countless times with the pencils in his office. Several minutes passed in companionable silence as Scully finished screwing together the perimeter of the bed frame with Mulder's help. Why'd you wait so long to get a new bed anyway? She asked him as she moved the headboard into position. Your mysterious waterbed of unknown origin broke ages ago. Her partner smiled as he set the screws for the headboard in place. I wasn't going to at first, but recent events, Scully snorted at his description of their nocturnal activities, have led me to reconsider whether I might benefit from having one. After all, we can't spend all our time at your place. The neighbors would start talking. She chuckled as she set to work with the screwdriver. And yours wouldn't? 
Boulder shrugged, his expression turning contemplative. I don't care what they think, but I do care what you think, Scully. And I want to be more for you. It was all very well and good to sleep on my couch when it was just me, but things are different now, so I want to be different too. His gaze was frank and open, his tone earnest, and Scully found herself deeply and unexpectedly moved. It always caught her off guard when Mulder opened up emotionally this way. His preferred method of showing her affection was primarily physical. Words rarely factored into it, nor did they usually need to. Unspoken communication and all that. But lately, it seemed like things were changing in more ways than one. With a few more screws, the headboard was firmly attached to the bed frame. Mulder, she said softly, setting the screwdriver aside. You don't have to change for me. At least not too drastically. What makes us work so well together is the way our differences complement one another. You told me once that I make you a whole person, but the reverse is also true. She briefly rested her hand on his shoulder. If you weren't the way you are, how would I know if I were under the influence of hallucinogenic fungus, or if you'd been replaced by a doppelganger, or if someone was putting amphetamines in your drinking water to cause you to behave irrationally? Mischievous smirk came over her face. More irrationally than normal, at least. Mulder let out a bark of a laugh as he picked up the metal bars that would constitute the bottom of the bed frame. When you put it like that, I guess it makes sense. He laid the bars down on the floor below where they'd be screwed into place and abruptly grew solemn again. And if you weren't the way you are, I'd probably be dead a thousand times over. I know we would have been long since digested by that fungus if you hadn't taught me to question my assumptions, to doubt my own conclusions, to seek concrete evidence to support my beliefs. You do so much for me, Scully, and sometimes it seems like all I do in return is drag you into danger. I know how much you want a normal life, and I know you'll never get it with me. But I want to show you with this bed that I'm trying to... Scully cut him off by placing a finger on his lips, her eyes wet with unshed tears. She enfolded him in her arms, resting her cheek against the top of his head, where it lay against her shoulder. Mulder, she whispered hoarsely. Normal is relative. I know most people wouldn't consider our life normal. I know I wouldn't have seven years ago, but I want it. All of it. From the mundane to the downright absurd. You're not dragging me anywhere. I'm choosing to stay here, by your side. She ran her fingers soothingly through his hair. No matter what your demons tell you, you do deserve to have someone looking after you. Someone who cares about you. Her words, her voice, and her touch felt like a balm for Mulder's soul. Not for the first time, he pondered the irony that the person who had been sent to run him had instead saved him, built him into a whole human being out of the broken pieces he'd been holding together with stubbornness and sheer force of will. Despite what she had said and how much he wanted to believe it, he knew he could never deserve her. How could anyone deserve to be so happy? The words of Ebenezer Scrooge echoed through his mind. I don't deserve to be so happy. I just can't help it. I just can't help it. It was something of a cliche to watch a Christmas carol on Christmas Eve, but he hadn't known what else to do after he and Scully had escaped that haunted house. He had definitely dragged her into that situation, stealing her car keys so she couldn't leave, inviting her on a stakeout without giving her the details so that her natural curiosity would compel her to show up in the first place. No matter how many times she proved her loyalty to him, he was still afraid that one day he'd wake up and she would just be gone. 
Nobody else had ever stuck with him this long, and he dreaded the day she would come to her senses and realize that she'd be better off without him. The old man or ghost or whatever he was had accused Mulder of acting out an unconscious yearning. He had it half right. He was yearning. But over the years, it had seeped through to his conscious mind until he couldn't ignore it any longer. That was part of why he gave in to the impulse to kiss her on New Year's Day. He had to make a move, but he also needed to couch it in a reasonable excuse. And the longstanding tradition of kissing someone at midnight provided the perfect one. A whole year since the haunted house incident, and yet he still needed to disguise his romantic gestures or pretexts and rationalizations, just like he always had. A flimsy keychain for her birthday, which he pretended to forget on a regular basis. A confession of love when she clearly thought he was on drugs and not in his right mind. Claiming to have stolen the bouquet of flowers he gave her after her cancer diagnosis, even though he actually spent the whole morning at the florist, painstakingly choosing each individual flower and countless little touches on her shoulder or back or face just to be close to her in any way he could. He craved physical intimacy, but dreaded emotional connections, particularly all the heartbreak and loneliness that inevitably followed, which was why porn had appealed to him so much. It provided all the stimulation with none of the risks. So he'd chosen to be lonely rather than wait for it to happen to him. He embraced the scorn and the nicknames from his peers, reveled in his exile to the basement, and told himself he didn't need anyone else, that his one-man crusade for the truth was the only thing that mattered to him. And then she knocked on his door and turned his whole world upside down. Scully? Hmm? She was still holding him. Thank you for believing in me. She gently kissed his forehead before lifting his head slightly so she could give him another, longer kiss on the lips. Always molder. Three hours, a dozen assorted cuts and splinters, and a wine and cheese platter later, they stood together in Mulder's bedroom, admiring their handiwork. Mulder? Yeah? We built something pretty amazing, haven't we? Mulder turned to look at his partner, unconsciously mirroring the soft, warm smile she was giving him. He knew she wasn't talking about the bed. We sure have, Scully. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there. <laughs>